In this edition of Hoopsology, we welcome sports reporter for Forbes, Jabari Young. Jabari brings insight regarding the future of Twitter in regard to the world of sports. He also discusses what social media platform is poised to replace Twitter if the platform is to go under. We also talk about the success of the redesigned NBA app, the metaverse, and a lot more. Please email your questions to hoopsologypod at gmail.com and follow us on all social media platforms. Also, check out our YouTube channel as well. We are a proud member of Underdog Podcast. And now, Jabari Young. He covers sports business for Forbes. We welcome Jabari Young onto Hoopsology. How's it going, Jabari? Justin, man, how you guys doing, man? Really going well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on to the show. Really, really excited to get your expertise. A lot of things happening within the sports business world. And I want to start with Twitter. Um, as you may know, uh, recently they had a new um, leadership change with Elon Musk. Um, there's been a lot of just discussion about the future of the platform regarding sports business. What have you observed in terms of just the major power players just within you know sports business or within the sports world in terms of the future of the platform it, it's it's quite popular within the sports world um is are there any concern or do you think um just with the platform just with matt and i were talking off air it's working fine and there's no problems from a technical standpoint from using it um is there a liquid concern that the platform could go under in the future uh, nah, you know, not now. I think it's still too premature to kind of say that, you know, Twitter is still a, a major, you know, piece of, of culture, a major piece of society as far as from a social standpoint. And listen, a lot of uh, news gatherers, you know, sports writers, friends of mine, you know, really rely on Twitter uh, for, for their entry point to their audiences and their followers. So I, I don't think it's going to go down or at least it's too early to predict that. But I think it is a little bit concerning, right? You know, you see all the layoffs there and you start to worry about, you know, security problems and that, uh, what have you, you know, just general, you know, a lot of tech stuff that you may be a little bit too above me, but um, I think that you do have that, you know, and, and listen, I, I'm paying attention to it. You know, I, I haven't certainly been on Twitter probably as much as I have in the past, only because it's just, it's different for me now, <laughs> but um, I, I still think it's too early for it to say it's going to go under. And, and, and I think it's still uh, a major part of society. And again, from a cultural standpoint, that if it does go under, then, you know, that'll be very interesting to see how we function. So if that happens, and I agree with you, I think the, the probability of it, um, you know, going under it is very minimal. But yeah. if it does, with, within the world of sports, do you see just, you know, the major influencers within the sports world pivoting to another platform? Like, I think Twitter's great for just the written word specifically. Like, if that does happen with Twitter, is there, I mean, I guess I can't imagine another platform taking Twitter's space in terms of how important it is within the sports world. Perhaps, you know, listen, I, I think LinkedIn is, 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 is coming. You know, I really do. I, I see a shift from business professionals, right? And I feel like in sports business, there's a lot of business professionals. You see a shift from people leaving Twitter only because, again, it's 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 such a new Gen Z type society. And, and, you know, for business professionals, it may not be the place for them. And I feel like LinkedIn is definitely coming. I don't know if it's going to replace Twitter. Uh, but, you know, you have a, so many other social platforms out there. Athletes got their own websites. They can just find different ways to just go direct to consumer to get their message out. But, you know, listen, Twitter still is important. But here's something interesting, though. You know, I was looking at a poll before and, you know, it was kind of just dissecting how Americans get their news. And Twitter is not necessarily up there. Right. Facebook mm -hmm. is still 
popular YouTube, right? Everybody still looks at YouTube, not so much Twitter. So, um, you know, for the majority of Americans, again, according to this poll, um, they are not on Twitter. But you know who are who are, who is on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> this is really crazy. The the writers, the news, the newsmakers, right? Yeah, yeah. They're on yeah. Twitter. The audience isn't on Twitter. The, the, yeah. the, the American public isn't on Twitter, but they're on Twitter. So I found that to be very, very like kind of backwards. And once I read that poll, it just changed my whole mindset. Like, you know, I'm a journalist. I need to be where people are, where their eyesights are. So, you know, not to say that's what is not important because it really is. But, you know, it's like there's other forms and, and, and you can get stuck on Twitter if you're on there long enough. I mean, you find yourself scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, yeah. And it's just you got to find like I don't have it on my phone right now. I have to delete it, man, because you just you need to kind of like take a break. But again, not to digress too much, I, I still think that it's important. I still think, listen, sports, the leagues, the players, media, again, um, they still use it. But if it gets to a point where it, the, the, the platform isn't serving its purpose and, and, and it's turning into just too much of the wild, wild west, I don't think from a brand perspective you want it to anything to be associated with that. Because remember, remember Tumblr? Right, Tumblr yes, was yeah. like that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I'm yeah. 38, so I go way back to when it was first born. MySpace, mm-hmm. Black Planet, all of them, right? And so, <laughs> you know, you, you, you get to this thing, it's like, man, I wonder what's going to happen to Twitter. But if it does go on, it wouldn't be a surprise because, again, I just mentioned Tumblr, you know, MySpace, all those, they have their run. And, and, and at a certain period of time, they run, their, their run, you know, it's over. So uh, I'll be definitely paying attention now that Elon Musk is, you know, the owner of it to see, you know, where it goes. And not this year. It's too early. Not next year. Over the next five to, to the next, you know, to the end of the decade, I think will be a fair assessment to see where it's going to go. But listen, I don't know. That could change. That's sure, next, sure, I, sure. It's going to be around for the next 20 years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so, you know, uh, uh, but if you pay $44 billion or something, I'm sure you won't <laughs> let it go under next year. Absolutely. And and we do want to get to FTX in, in a minute here. I know Justin's got a question about that. But uh, um, while we're on social media, do you get the sense? Um, I guess, you know, of course, we just had a midterm election recently. So things always feel chaotic on all social media, like around that time. Of course, depending on who you follow, what you see, if you're doing the, the doom scrolling, you know, so to speak. Um, do you see athletes changing their perspectives i mean we've we've been through an era with like the 2010s and with like lebron ushering in more of a player empowerment movement guys really focusing on their brands and sharing a lot more of themselves than than we've ever seen specifically directly from the athletes do you think over the next five to ten years you know just trying to to predict it um athletes will be more withdrawn due to kind of more chaos and um i guess just kind of very, very um, hot opinions on either side. You know, people really, really love something or really, really despise something. It seems seems like moderation is kind of going away depending on what you follow. <clears throat> Have you seen it impact the athletes? No, and I don't think it's going to go backwards. I mean, listen, this is just society changing. You know, this is just what it is nowadays. I mean, people always expect for something to regress or to go back or, hey, we're, we're not going to do that. And it's like, no. This is, you know, again, I'm 38, but for the 21 year old, for the 20 year old, the 19, that the fan base that's coming, um, the new 38s that'll be here, uh, you know, this is how they communicate. And, you know, listen, when I first discovered chat rooms on AOL, right, I'm sure my parents is like, you know, what is it? This is just what it is. You know, the way that kids are coming. Remember, they're coming with iPads in their hand. My daughter is what they call alpha, right? Generation alpha. 
Mm. And that's the uh, the generation that was born, you know, with the iPad, right? And so, you know, Generation Z, Generation Alpha, this is what they look at. And so these are the new athletes, right? This, these are the youngsters that's coming, and they're coming up in this world, but this is how they communicate. And so I don't see it going backwards. I don't see players taking a stand and going back. I see it just moving forward. I think they'll be a little bit more careful, right, to what they say, right? If you don't believe that, just look at what happened the other day with Jalen Brown. He tweeted out, I believe, and I, I don't know per se, I just saw the headlines, right, energy. And that was something that probably he shouldn't have been supporting. But, you know, here he is quickly, you know, grasping at it, understanding, look, I don't want this to turn into a moment, understanding. I just think that they got to be a little bit more careful before you run to Twitter before you run the Instagram and just kind of, you know, think. Uh, and, and I think they'll get better at that. But again, you know, the, the pandemic changed so much stuff and, you know, social media is only going to be, it's going to go up. You know, it's not going back. It's going to continue to go up. And with that, you know, the athletes are going to have their voices. I mean, Players Tribune, I feel like, changed the game. And when Players Agreed. Tribune came out, you know, that yeah. gave athletes and let them say, hey, wait, we can have a voice. We do. And then you just saw them, you know, turn their platforms into that voice. Every time you see a player or something like that, I mean, what do they do when they want to put out a statement? They go on Instagram, they use Instagram stories to put it out in their own words. So I don't see that going backwards. Again, I just think that they'll be a little bit more careful and the representatives around them will be a little bit more careful about what they say or maybe getting it vetted before you hit a uh, tweet. But even then, you can only do but so much to control that. Do you think it's a, a prerequisite now to like mass appeal and, and mega stardom that you need to have a social media presence? Yeah, it helps. You know, I, I mean, listen, this is what brands want. This is what the companies want. They want to be able to touch your social media following, right? And you want to be able to, to, to bring their message to this audience. And so, you know, I mean, it helps, but again, it doesn't, I feel like it helps and it can hurt because you, you spend mm. so much time trying to build up that brand instead of focusing on the craft at hand or whatever you're doing. Um, and then through that, you know, the, the, the social media and all that stuff will be there. You know, it really will. Um, and, you know, but again, it, it's so hard to, I'm, again, I'm 38, right? I'm not old, but it, it's so hard to kind of, you know, say it's a negative, it's a positive, you gotta have it, you don't have it. It's just, sure. it's a part of society now. You know what I mean? It's a part of society. And so with anything that's a part of society, you have to learn to adapt with it. And I think we're all, especially over the last two years, learning how to adapt to what this new social media is going to be. Because it's not going anywhere. It's just, it's just if anything, it's going to get more and more intensified. You just got to be careful about, you know, how you utilize it. Yeah. And speaking of adapting, you know, one thing that uh, just just me personally, like looking at articles and things like that, uh, sports journalists and, and media in general, so much more reliant on social media as well for the stories and information that they're putting out. Um, do you, what have you observed in terms of changes in how sports media is interacting? I mean, in, in the NBA, of course, tied in with COVID, we've had less locker room access, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, do you see it as there's kind of more of, of like a wall in some ways and that the media who, um, would presumptively have the chance to be more critical of an athlete than an athlete putting out their own branded message from their team. Um, do you see that as a, a major change or what changes have you noticed? Yeah, it's a change, you know, it's a change, but you just learn how to navigate and you know how to work around it. You know, listen, athletes still need the media, right? And we still need them. You know, they still need that third party perspective. The league still need that third party perspective. And so the media still would be important. 
despite what people may think about it or we may feel because, you know, certain narratives about what the media is, it's still important uh, in, in our society. So, you know, what I saw, right, I, I saw leagues obviously have to do what they had to do during the pandemic. And, you know, the NBA, you just mentioned, right, they shut down the locker rooms. I, for one, thought that we would never get back in. And here we are getting back in the locker rooms. You know why? Because the NBA understands the media is important, right? I was at an event, uh, you know, not too long ago. It was at Columbia University, and John Ledecky was there. And John Ledecky, the owner of the New York Islanders, he said to a, fe- a group, uh, a room full of people, he says, you know why I love sports? And I sat there, and my ears wide open. He says, because we get free publicity every single day, free PR, free newspaper, and the TV stations. We don't got to pay for it. And I'm like, damn, he's right. You know, name a business where you get the free PR every day. You don't have to worry about, you know, if not, if you're a company, if, if, you know, you get pitches from, you know, as a writer, you get pitches and you, they want you to cover their news because they want to be out there. No, the teams are going to get the free PR every day. ESPN, the local news stations, regional sports, the local radio all day long. Right. And so, you know, that that just goes to show you right where we are in this society, where how important. You know, the leagues, what they need from the media, how the, the media needs the leagues, right? During the pandemic, when ESPN didn't have anything to show, we was watching mm-hmm. like, what the hell is going on? Like, they need each other. <laughs> yeah. They need each other, right? And social media, obviously, is it, it changes the dynamics of things, but it doesn't change the fact that we need each other. And so because we need each other, we need to know how to coexist in this new social media age. Um, Chabari, I want to shift to an article you wrote about the yeah. NBA redesigning their app and that coinciding with League Pass. I have to fully admit, I was a hater of League Pass for a long time, tried the free yeah. trial many times, but the redesign got me and now I'm a League Pass subscriber. So since you've written that article from the readers that have checked it out, have you seen you know a lot of other NBA fans just become League Pass subscribers just due to the redesign? I think it was pretty um, drastic change with the design. Just with myself, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, and I think it provides a lot more just versatility and just access to the fans. You know, I haven't checked those metrics yet. You know, usually when you know it, it, it just happened, right? Yeah. We're not even 20 games into the season yet, sure. so I feel like it's too early to to kind of judge. You know, you want to give the NBA a certain amount of time to see because they got to work out the kinks of their app. I use it. I think you're right. I think it is a, a much better product than what they had before. And that's when, you know, Warner Media was, I, I believe, running uh, the tech behind that. No disrespect to Warner Media, but they did a horrible job. You know, that's just the business of it, right? I mean, it, it wasn't good. It was bad. The league fast product, it was bad. Microsoft obviously is better at this position. That's in their view. These are people who are, you know, helping the NBA run the app. So I feel like it's much smoother. It's much more easier to navigate. And I feel like it's a little bit better towards, again, we talked about that social media crowd. you got the NBA stories. I think that's a phenomenal idea to try to get people in. So, you know, I'm still playing around with it. I haven't even gotten through all the features yet. But so far, so good. I think after Christmas, right, heading into maybe that all-star break will be a fair time to test it. That gives you a certain amount of time, some few months to kind of like roll it out. And the NBA has, you know, they got a gift right now, and the gift is called the NFL, right? No disrespect, but listen, a lot of people are still worried about football right now, right? And so the NBA hasn't really got that crowd that they're going to get after the NFL's done. And when that's over, when the NFL season comes to an end and the NBA is the number one, you know, sport, you better make sure that app is, is smooth up and running and, and, and the correct way. Because at that point, I think, like, they're going to get really critiqued on it. But so far, like I said, so good. And, and, and credit to those guys for, you know, taking a step in and, and redesigning it and doing a good job at it so far. 
in your opinion, with the Clippers having their own kind of separate app where Clippers fans can just watch all the Clippers games and not worry about other teams, is that the future you're seeing in terms of other teams maybe adopting that? I know I realize it's really early, but just through the technology, through the access that the Clippers have with just former players just kind of doing their own kind of Peyton cast or whatever, um, their version of it, do you see other teams adopting this philosophy or do you think it would be isolated to just kind of Steve Ballmer's vision with the Clippers? Maybe, but you need the money to pull that off. And Steve Ballmer has a lot of it, right? So he could do this, <laughs> you know. Other teams that may be strapped for cash and may not be able to be as innovative as he is, you know, I don't think you'll see the rollout right there. You know, we learned a lot about technology companies and just, you know, and I think leagues have learned a lot just about just how to incorporate tech into their sports, right? They're going to need to know this stuff because streaming is the new way. Um, and so, you know, you're going to need the infrastructure. And again, you want to need the money. And, and I don't know if every team has the money to do that. Ted Leonsis, what he's doing in Washington is interesting. I remember a few years ago when Steve Bomber first bought the Clippers, he came out with this whole vision of Bomber vision. So this is nothing new. It's just finally he's able to roll it out because we're in a much better place. We know so much more about, you know, technology and streaming. But what Ted Leonsis is doing is very interesting, you know, just buying up the regional sports network and he's going to do the innovation behind it and then they'll lay it out. I'm paying attention to what the Wizards are doing. I think they have more of a of a more of a probably model that can be emulated amongst teams because you know the regional sports network, every market has those. I don't know if they're going to be for sale in every market, but I mean, listen, if you're a team owner and, and you're a regional that's hurting, why not? You know, so I'm I'm paying attention to what they got going on. I'm surprised that of all teams, the Washington Wizards are the ones that are doing this. But that just lets you <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> right. That just lets you know what sports is, right? You're not winning anything, right? But at least you can do some animation. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's important to see what Steve Bomber is doing out there. But, but he has a lot of money. This is a man who turned, like, the second floor of his office building into a mini arena. He's showing you what his arena is going to look like. And so he's, he just guts out a floor and makes it look like an arena. Like, you got the whole dome in there. You look like you're in a mini <laughs> arena. I'm telling you. It's only if you, you got to have the money to do that. Um, so, you know, if you got the money and you're a steer, and a lot of these guys, a lot of these owners that are coming in now, they do have a lot of money, not maybe as much as Steve Ballmer, but they do have a lot of money. Uh, and I feel like if you have it, then yes, you should play around with this tech. You should learn how to kind of you know innovate because again, we're in a different age and in the next 10 years, in the next 15 years, teams have better understand how they're going to, you know, get to their consumer with their, especially the NBA, because they got so many games and the MLB as well. You got to learn how to get to your, your consumer. Um, break down the blackouts and all that stuff. And it's going to take a lot because you got broadcast laws. It's a lot of stuff to go through before you can just say, hey, why are you just blacking out? Just let me see the game. It's not that easy. You know, it's not because it's territories, jurisdictions, there's money on the line. But again, if you can innovate, if you can find new ways to, to have those alternate feeds, which you see the networks are playing around with that, the ESPNs of the world. Um, I feel like that's the, the, the that's going to be a way to to keep consumers and and to keep your you know fans engaged by just offering a new way of doing it. And what Steve Ballmer is doing and you know giving you access to his vision of things, I like that idea. It seems like live sports is always a safe bet in terms of you know content that you'll have. I mean, we got the big news this week: Bob Iger coming back to Disney. We've seen streaming services outside of Netflix, which mm -hmm. I I can't think off the top of my head how Netflix is doing, but I think they were the only major streaming service that is still turning profit, from what I uh, remember hearing. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but um, with 
these streaming services coming into play with teams? I mean, do you think it's it's pretty much safeguarded since it's linked to these fanhoods and these regions? Or is there a chance that the NBA gets overzealous with this or, or teams themselves? You mean as far as the streaming networks like Amazon's and, and, and those? Yeah, just comparing like paying for a team streaming service, you know, which obviously is very different with live sports. I mean, does that pretty much keep that product safe? I mean, you're not going to overpay for the infrastructure most likely. Right, right. Now I'm, I'm confused. Do you mean as far as, you know, the teams going direct to consumer or the networks? Like, what do you mean is what's going to change from the streaming side? Oh, like if, if the teams roll out their own streaming services, uh, like specific to that team. Right, right. It, will it change anything? Yeah, I mean, is it is there, um, I guess my question is like, what is the level of risk uh, involved with that? You know, I mean, is it pretty much a home run because it's live sports or do you see any any potential like unforeseen negatives? Well, the risk is, is that, A, you can't, you, you know, they're not just going to roll out their own streaming service uh, you know, and give you the same fee because, you know, you're risking money, right? I mean, the the, the, the regional sports networks have control of those feeds. You know, the, the broadcast law says once you have those rights to the market, you know, you have the live rights and you have the, obviously, the TV rights to it, you then get the streaming rights as well. Like, those, the, you have to negotiate that. I mean, that's all, I'm sorry, part of, you know, broadcast laws. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's so early to tell because sure. we're all just getting into this. You know, teams are just rolling this out. The NBA just took this on. The NFL, that's another one. They just, you know, got their mobile uh, rights back, and now they're just kind of, you know, innovating and trying to figure out what's next. And I feel like in this microwave society, <laughs> people don't allow time to just happen for us <laughs> to say, you know, let. Give them time. Let them experiment. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Hey, is the stream is going to be very true. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I just don't. Like we just we need more time for things to happen. We need more time. I mean, listen, rewiring the country is not an overnight process, right? Because in order for it to get to where we think it's going to get, right, where there's no latency, where you can make a bet, where you look at your phone and you look at the TV and you see it simultaneously happen, and there's no interruption, no delay. Um, and, and we're not there yet. You know, there's still parts of the country people forget that still needs to order pay-per-view events because they don't have the streaming. Like they got to be WWE has to make some of their uh, events available on pay-per-view they sure right? because it, yeah. because they the, the streaming isn't there. Right. There are still rural areas that don't they're not connected yet. So we go so fast. Right. But there's still areas that are left out. So, you know, it, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to see how it all unrolls out. It's going to take some time to see how the, 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 the broadcasting laws, how they have to shift you know, to allow these companies to come in. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Meta. I thought that they were on to something. I mean, we're in an area now that they had uh, the geofencing, right? We know, we know what geofencing is now. And so, you know, there's so much tech, so much stuff available that we just got to kind of give it time to see how it's going to, you know, combine what it's going to offer. And then we also got to get through what is, you know, being predicted to be a very economic, you know, tough time coming in, right? And so when that happens, innovation stops, right? Because we've got so much other stuff happening. So it'll still be a little while before we we're, you know, you're thinking or, or we think we're headed. But right now you can see it happen. It's just no surprise. It's coming. Interesting. You mentioned meta. I can't help myself. You said mm. you were really interested, but it seems like you're changed your mind. Is it too is it too early? Because to me, I'm 
I'm a hater on the metaverse. I think mm. it looks ridiculous. I, I've heard um, the UFC president, Dana White, really invest in this. It seems like he's all in on this. I don't really, from what I've seen from the software, I think it's pretty primitive at this point. But mm. it seems like you see more hope in this platform. Like, what, what's changed your mind? Was What's been kind of the, the 180 with this? Because we've even seen, I think the NBA's, correct me if I'm wrong, they've explored, you know, going with the metaverse and some avenues as well. So what's really changed your mind in terms of kind of having a negative opinion of this new technology? The world is open again and I ain't got to put no goggles on. I can just go to the, <laughs> the sports bar and sit down and watch the game. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's being real, man. Like with the world open again, I don't want to go into another world. I want to stay in the world of that, right? You know? <laughs> Go on uh, grocery you know, shop with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, you know, they got enough to see in the real world as it is. You only going to a You know, listen, I was in there, right? And and, and it's weird to say I was in there. It's like a club, right? I, I went. I went. I was there. Uh, I was in there, and it's it's unique. It's different. It, it's definitely interesting. And I, I use different ways of testing my family members just to kind of see how other human beings would relate to it, right? I use my daughter, who's nine, right? She's a great guinea pig i love my child not a guinea pig but she's a great person to test things on because she's young and this is the new this is the future consumer right she's going to be spending money on this she loves it uh my uncle right he's in his 50 late 50s early 60s um and he loves it and i can imagine waking up on a sunday morning and saying hey uncle you know you want to go play some golf we both hop on our goggles and we're able to talk to each other through that uh there's a football game uh by you know andrew hawkins nfl pro status pro does a great job. You're in that thing, and you're you're the quarterback. You're looking at your wrist. You got the people around you. Look up in the stadium. You can see this, the 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 the, the, rump, the excuse me the dome. You know what I mean? The the sky. If you're in a college, you can see everything. Like it feels real. Like it is really really good. I haven't put my Oculus on in four months. You, so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I don't use it a lot. You know, and so that's what I'm saying. Like we're back open again. The world is back open, and so. Uh, I love it when it's when I'm when I'm engaged with it, but it's you know to deal with everything in the world and you have to put that thing on and go into another world and have to deal with some nonsense from a damn cartoon. Like I mean, there are people in there that are talking to each other. Yeah. There's guys in there trying to get girls' numbers. I mean, like it's <laughs> real. I'm telling you, like it's real. It, it it is. You can talk to one another. It is a really good thing. And when you're watching NBA games, it really feels like you're on the front row. Like I mean, it really is a great experience. So I can see. A vision. I can see a path. I can see a business model, but you got to bring people in, and that's going to be the hard part. Getting them in there. You need a Facebook account to get on there, right? Obviously, people who may not trust Facebook now, you want to work around that. So, you know, it, it's just going to take some time to figure out how they want to do it. But I mean, it's a great concept. It's just getting people there. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't been in there in a while. Maybe I might go in after this. I doubt it, but we'll see. Is there a happy medium just with um, kind of the crypto space with NBA Top Shot? You know, you purchase, you know, a Steph Curry card, an NBA Top Shot, and then somebody wants that card, you exchange it for tickets to a game. It's just, that's a different way of experiencing the NBA compared to just buying a ticket and going. Or there's a, a game that may not be on a t- random Tuesday night that may not be appealing, but you get a free, you know, NBA Top Shot, you know, collectible if you go. Um, what, do you see more kind of, in that space, um, in terms of technology being integrated with not only the NBA but other sports, instead of just kind of the metaverse and other fashions. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, listen, they they, they have that now. Forget the 
uh, what is it? Uh, there's a company that's doing it. That's, they slipped my mind. Maybe it's probably not meant for me to say their name because they're not like they're paying me to promote them. Um, but they, they're doing some interesting stuff. And it's, you know, those incentives of, you know, collecting top shots or, you know, exchanging your tape. Like they're, they're coming to, right? They're, what I'm most interested in seeing in this new wave of this new different, right, is what we call it after pandemic. Because I'm, I'm most interested in seeing how blockchain, not crypto, how blockchain is going to, you know, change some things. Whether that be the ticket exchange, whether that be, you know, how you sell your tickets, how NBA teams, you know, are able to put their tickets, you know, on it. I'm interested to see that tech and what it does, right? The NFL obviously is a believer in, in blockchain because they're, they're backing it now. Not crypto, but blockchain. Yeah. Um, when you go overseas, right, and I'm l- listening to, you know, conferences and they're going in the Middle East, they say the same thing. We love blockchain. We don't like crypto, but we like blockchain. I'm interested to see what that tech does and 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 the new innovation that they'll put around that and how, you know, that direct-to-consumer will tie in. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in. All the other stuff, the top shots and all that, I mean, that's good stuff to have, but a part of me feels like that's a wave. Give me 10 years, 15 years of you being around, like, you know, the the real, you know, tops the cards, like they prove that they're around, they show and prove, then I'm, I'll pay attention to it. But for right now, like, I, I just need you to have that longevity because I've seen so many companies get into sports. We, we were so thrilled about them when they pop up and five years later, they don't, you know, yeah. because we're, again, it's a microwave society. We don't look at business models. We don't say, all right, dude, is this sustainable or is this a wave right now? And right now, you know, listen, Top Shots, you know, they're up and down, right? They're going through it. So we'll see if they if they have lasting, if they have that longevity. If they do, then I think there's ways to kind of create those incentives and you bring people uh, into games by offering that. And you do it now. It's not only wrong, you do it now, but I feel like it'll be a much better. And I feel like people will take it more seriously if it's around them. Jabari, this has been a fantastic chat. Thank you very much for joining us. Can you please let our viewers and listeners know where they can find you on social media and then whatever projects you're working on for the rest of this year and 2023 as well. You can catch me on LinkedIn. That's what I be on social media. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Jabari. I'm on LinkedIn. I just, you know, I, I like that platform. So definitely there. I'll drop in on Instagram from time to time. But uh, LinkedIn is, is where you can find me. And, you know, listen, I'm, I'm always working on stuff. Um, Got a, uh, my first Forbes cover story coming out. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Congrats. And uh, that's the, thank you. Thank you so much. That was that was my first one. So all of my energy was put into that over the last few weeks, which is why we couldn't do this podcast before. For the, for the listeners and the viewers, we know these guys were hitting me up and they were delayed. But uh, but that's where you can find me at. And, again, thank you guys for having me. This has been very good. Uh, I hope I wasn't too much of a bore. No, not at all. Very informative. Thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. No problem, guys. Have a good holiday. All right, you too. Thank you. All right.